Amnesty's secret comedy podcast with your host, Adam Hills. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Amnesty International's secret comedy podcast. Are you in good form? Excellent. If you have just turned on the podcast and you are thinking, should I listen to the end of this? What kind of show is it going to be? Well, Terry Alderton is going to be here. Caroline Ray is going to be here. Felicity Ward is going to be here. Abandaman are going to be here. Basically, we've invited the favourite acts from the Fringe to come back and no chatting, no interviews, just flat out funny. Do you want interviews? <laughs> People are just going to get up here, bust out three, four, five minutes of stand-up and go home and then we can all end the fringe and think about what's gone on here over the past month. And so, listen, of course, Amnesty International do an amazing job. This podcast is free, but if you would like to donate, please go online, go to amnesty.org.uk forward slash chip in. Do your best, because every year Amnesty do stuff for the Fringe and every year you see it actually pay off down the track. A few years ago I was up here and there was a show raising awareness about a Burmese comedian called Zaganar and then six months uh, ago I got to sit in a bar with him and watch a comedy show because he was released from the Burmese prison that he was being held in. So <laughs> Amnesty do things. They do things and they make things happen. Um, and I thought, what story can I tell you that can tie in with the ethos of amnesty? And then I thought, do you know what? I know exactly the story I want to tell you tonight. I want to tell you about the time I met the Dalai Lama. Because I did. A couple of years ago, I got to meet the Dalai Lama, His Holiness. He was on a tour of Australia. Uh, and I was hosting a show called A Concert for the Dalai Lama, featuring Australia's biggest bands. Because when the Dalai Lama tours, he loves a bit of Oz rock. <laughs> uh, and what, what ended up happening, I met the Dalai Lama backstage at a gig. It was like this, it was a black curtain, I was backstage talking to a roadie and someone just went, Adam, and I turned around and went, ah! Hello. Uh, hello, your holiness. My name's Adam, I'm hosting the show. Yes, I know. I walked out on stage with the Dalai Lama holding hands. He sat down. Now, in this week, the week leading up to this, he'd been interviewed on Australian television, but one guy by the name of Karl Stefanovic had tried to tell him a joke during an interview. You're nodding, sir, you know where I'm heading. Okay, this is true. This guy is interviewing the Dalai Lama and says, so, uh... So the Dalai Lama walks into a pizza bar and the Dalai's like, pizza bar? And his translator went, oh, pizza bar, continue. He said, the Dalai Lama walked into a pizza bar and said, can you make me one with everything? Now, it's not a bad joke if you speak English and you're not a Tibetan monk. His holiness actually looked back and went, it is possible. What's that? It was the worst piece of television I've seen in ages. I actually met the journalist a couple of months afterwards and went, what were you thinking? And he went, mate, my 12-year-old son told me to tell him that joke. <laughs> and you just know he got home that night and his son went, oh, you did it, Dad, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so His Holiness took the microphone and he said something that I, I've tried to keep with me forever. He took the microphone, he looked at us all and he said, I'm a simple Buddhist monk. I do not know comedy. I do not know music. But I know this. You have a microphone. Use it to say something. And we, I will never forget that, and that's the lesson I'll take with me. The weird thing was, His Holiness then kind of did a stand-up comedy routine. I'm not kidding, the Dalai Lama said, for example, you should tell people about non-violence, not peace. Countries go to war for peace. How can you fight for peace? You cannot fight for non-violence. That is crazy. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Honestly, I was expecting him to go, you, what's your name? Where are you from? Oh, 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 try the tofu. I'm here all week. Oh, I'm dying up here. <laughs> it's okay. I'll come back. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, in the spirit of His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, who will be making his fringe debut here next year with the show, it's okay, I'm coming back. We are going to introduce some of the people who have given so much to Amnesty this year. And your first act uh, this afternoon is a man, look, he's one of the legends of British comedy, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. He's produced such shows as Not the Nine O'Clock News, Spinning Image, Spitting Image, not Spinning Image, that was a completely different show, uh, Blackadder, QI, and he is sold out every night here at the festival. He's a true gentleman of comedy and uh, one of the people behind the state of British comedy right now. Would you please welcome to the stage, Mr. John Lloyd. Hello, hello. 30 years ago, Douglas Adams and I wrote a book called The Meaning of Lif. Uh, for those of you who don't know it, it's a very simple idea. It's a dictionary of things there should be words for but aren't, okay? And all the names are place names recycled from signposts. So, for example, Fulking. Fulking is pretending not to be in when the carol singers come round. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mum's in again. Uh, <laughs> this year, uh, to celebrate the anniversary of the meaning of Liff and to remember who Douglas was, uh, his friend and mine, John Cantor, have written a new edition of The Meaning of Liff, a follow-up, if you like, and it's called After Liff. For example, an Ely is the first tiniest inkling that something somewhere has gone terribly wrong. <laughs> and a Wembley is the hideous moment of confirmation that the disaster presaged by the Ely has finally struck. <laughs> Letchworth is the door charge at a lap dancing club. Uh, a Dunstable is a retired police officer. And a Dover, of course, is an ex-diver. Some of the places are less familiar, unless you live in Worcestershire, in which case you'll know a place in a small village called Martin Hussingtree. Martin Hussingtree is the kid in your year at school who used a briefcase. <laughs> Some of the names are from foreign climes. You'll be familiar with a place called Ljubljana. Ljubljana is what people say to the dentist on the way out. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, climping. This is a very modern concept. Climping is the accidental and possibly disastrous locking together of two or more genital piercings. Ooh. Ooh. Somebody's had one of those just now, haven't they? And a useful verb for you all, you can all use this later today, a place in Hampshire, Fackham. Fackham is to decide against helping those less fortunate than yourself. <laughs> So many mysteries, so many questions. At QI, we say any fool can find answers, especially on Google, but thinking of a new question requires genius. And after all the, all the many, many questions we've asked at QI over the years, I believe there are only two that really matter. Why are we here, and what should we do about it while we are? Now, I don't have definitive answers for you, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're working on it. But um, I want to share with you two partial answers. The first is from the great Austrian mathematician and philosopher Ludwig Wittgenstein, who said, I don't know why we are here, but I'm pretty sure it's not in order to enjoy ourselves. <laughs> uh, fairly bleak view there from Wittgenstein. 
But uh, the other partial answer is from one of my favorite poets, W.H. Auden, who used to say, we are here on earth to help others. What the others are here for, I've no idea. <laughs> Thank you very much for your company. Ladies and gentlemen, John Lloyd. Uh, we are ticking right along with the show now. We are wasting no time and moving straight to the next act. And what's lovely about this next act is that I have a script. There was a script written for me for today. Uh, and it says, she's one of my favourites. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and the truth is, she actually is one of my favourites. We have bumped into each other at comedy festivals around the world. The last time we saw each other was backstage last year in Montreal as we were about to both be introduced on stage by the Muppets. <laughs> I know, how many people can you say that about? We just looked at each other, oh, what about when Kermit said your name? I know, he said my name too, it's amazing. On top of this, she's also been in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Curb Your Enthusiasm and The Biggest Loser USA. She's absolutely wonderful and it's such a pleasure to welcome her to the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, Caroline Ray. Pressure to follow a story about meeting the Dalai Lama and a man who's written several books. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I was on Sabrina. Um, <laughs> I've signed a lot of autographs in my life because of Sabrina. And first of all, someone came up to me and said, I just want you to know I grew up watching your show, which normally makes me feel good, except he was bald. So it's like one of us is getting very old. And um, so I've signed a lot of autographs, but the Irish girls, Please, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, Debbie, great. It's Siobhan. It's S-I. Yeah, the number seven. Then the symbol for sodium. P-Q-R. O-N. Thank you, Siobhan. I will give that right back to you. Um, my daughter's name is Ava, and this four and a half. I had my daughter when I was... Um, 44, and I am 38 now. And I know, it's amazing, thank God for Facebook math. But, um, oh my God, my daughter is so cute, but she basically, she's so bossy. She has the personality of a Russian gymnastics coach. <laughs> no, seriously, no matter what I do or say, she's like, again! Again! Again, mommy! Honey, I really, I don't, I don't want to read this book again. I've read it three times. I, it's a bit, again! If you give a dog a cookie! I really, I hate that book, I gotta be honest. But um, she's very bossy and she's discovered this part of her body and I'm not, like, I, I'm, I'm not good with that. Even though my father was an obstetrician gynecologist and a very big Star Wars fan, so he loved it if you called him OBGYN OB. And he, um, <laughs> but I went to all girls school. I was a total priss. I was captain of the virginity team and, um, <laughs> My mother was the coach. I, I remember our school cheer. Go, go! No, no, no. And um, I don't know why we had cheerleaders. No one ever scored. We were big dogs. Anyway. So I don't want to talk about this with my daughter, but my, I did, first of all, she's always saying to me, Mommy, is it pronounced vagina or pagina? I'm like, it's not pronounced until you're 20, okay? That's all. It's just not pronounced. So she said to me, she goes... Mommy, um, it was, this area was red. It's good when you're doing the radio and you're pointing. People at home imagine it was red and I go, Ava, remember, you are never ever, really ever allowed to put anything inside there, you know, 
there. And um, she looked at me so sincerely and she goes, not even one M&M? <laughs> and I have like terrible boundaries. I was like, one, but that is it. <laughs> not two. And no one can stop at one M&M, but um, <laughs> no, that one was. And then I told her like nursery school teacher, cause I thought this is normal, right? I told her and she goes, oh, it's totally normal. I used to do that with raisins. I had hundreds of them in there. And I was like, ah! <laughs> now every time I look at her, I'm like, oh. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Nice, Neoman Caroline Ray. Oh man, this next, do you know, I could, I could read out everything that it says about this next guy, gathering five-star reviews, selling out every night, but I could have picked that before the festival started. Listen, this guy that's about to come on stage, if you ever see him in a comedy club, he will, you, no one ever wants to go on after him. That is what I'm saying. He will just, not just make people laugh, he will actually make parts of the wall fall off. <laughs> I can't explain how uh, amazing this guy is to watch in action and you're going to get to see him now in the middle of the day, hungover, with no voice, wishing he hadn't gone out last night. <laughs> Would you please welcome to the stage, Terry Alderton. And, Holly, I... Shy, I and the eight, I ain't, Ollie, last night, Ollie's got his point, I just know what I was saying. And, oh, no, any of us, that's, that's it, English, I haven't got a clue, right? So, um, oh, oh, so, um, ooh, um, yeah, oh, good, goodness. Um, I, so I, um, whoa, should never have, uh, uh, but um, that was that was uh, that was last night. Uh, the thing is, you see, is I, I'm intelligent enough to know that I'm not intelligent enough to be as intelligent as I would like to be. <laughs> and this is a claustrophobic place to be. <laughs> you can only imagine. And I was standing outside a shop window here on Nicholson Street here in Scotland, reading a sign that said, "Watch is repaired in no time." <laughs> I was there for hours. Oh, was I? <laughs> I got absolutely nothing left. Um, this is weird, isn't it? Yes, I know. Last night, three hours sleep. That's all he got. Hasn't been bad the whole of the festival. Usually it could be quite funny. And this is being put on the radio. It's not the radio, it's the podcast. What's the difference? I don't know. It's a one big laugh. Just for the recording. I don't know if we've got it in us. He must try his best. That's all he has. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, recently I... <laughs> Let myself down. By doing visual comedy on an audio recording. <sighs> I have nowhere to go from this position. But hidden away in my own little place here on the floor is a good place to be. 
ladies and gentlemen, Adam Hills. <laughs> Terry Alderton. I went out back for a second and suddenly there's a man collapsed. What did you do to him? Are we all set for the next act? Do you need a breather to get over what just happened? It is time for your next act. Let's start with a small golf clap, ladies and gentlemen. She's appeared on Australian TV shows. She's having a hit season here at The Fringe again. Would you please welcome the stage, Felicity Ward! Hello, how are you? Good? A lot of people ask, they go, is The Fringe hard? Is it hard? And it's hard. Maybe it's not as hard as understanding why anyone would go on that show, Embarrassing Bodies. What, what, why do people do, you have a weeping armpit, it's disgusting, get off my television and go to a doctor. And it doesn't matter what the problem is on that show, you can go in with eczema on your elbow, neck shot, anus. I have seen every single person's asshole on that show for no reason whatsoever, but I never learn. It's always the same thing, I'm like, that is it! That is disgusting! I am switching it off! After the next ad break, one more ad break, then I'm switching it off. Uh, I lose weight during festivals. I am very skinny, which is uh, why there will be no fat jokes uh, today from me, which is a shame. People really laugh at fat jokes. Everyone laughs at fat jokes. Do you know what no one laughs at? Skinny jokes. <laughs> Nobody laughs at a skinny joke. Because when I make jokes about how skinny I am, the whole room turns. <laughs> and it's usually the women. Just sitting there going, too skinny, are you? That must be hard. Well, you know what? You can judge me when you've had to shop at Baby Gap, yeah? Sick of buying clothes and being asked if I want the matching bucket and spade. Come on. Of course I want the matching bucket and spade. Sand mermaids don't build themselves. Because women that I don't know come up to me on the street. Women I don't know will come up and they go, oh, you're very skinny, aren't you? Are you okay? <laughs> Oh, you're very skinny. I could use you as a toothpick. <laughs> Too skinny, are you? <laughs> well, you can have some of mine. <laughs> because it doesn't work the other way around. Does it? I can't walk up to a woman that I don't know on the street and just go, wow, <laughs> you are looking fat. Are you okay? You like binge eating or not really exercising? Because you are busting out of a lycra dress and that is difficult to do, madam. I wanna, I wanna jump on you like a waterbed. I wanna, I wanna motorboat your back fat. Just get in there. There's a reason that I'm this skinny and I will tell you the reason, but you can't tell anyone else, okay? This is the secret, it's just you and me. All right, the secret is, I've got an anxiety disorder. Ah, stick that in your back pocket. I'm telling you, if you are feeling a little bit chubby, treat yourself to an irrational fear of public spaces and bang, size six. Just saying, you can have it too, you can have it too. It's totally, totally under control now, but about three years ago it got quite bad and it got to the point where I had to start seeing someone. Um, I don't mean dating, obviously. <laughs> a man is the only thing that'll take the shaggies away. I hope you like crying. No, I had to, had to see a therapist. And when you say that in Australia, and it seems like the UK as well, you get this look. I know that I've said I had to start seeing a therapist, but it sounds, it feels like I've said, I've just bought myself a slave. People are happy you've got help. There's still quite a stigma attached to it. 
I did recently have uh, quite a significant birthday. Just turned 21, thank you. And uh, no, I just turned 30. Two years ago, and uh, I'm 32, I'm nearly 33, I'm dying is what I'm saying. I am gently dying every day and they can't tell me how long I've got. And when you are hurtling towards the great nothingness, you start to prioritise, you know, the bucket list and other Morgan Freeman films. And um, <laughs> so I've started doing things I've never done before. So I moved to London two months ago and I thought, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna try online dating. Never tried it before, gonna try online dating. So I've been on one date, he was 25 minutes late and lied about his age by 10 years. Yeah, he said he was 21, he was 11. <laughs> I am gonna go, I've been Felicity Ward, you've been lovely, thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Felicity Ward. I have now moved over to the table for those of you at home. I'm sitting down because it's the important part. Now, this podcast is coming to you absolutely free courtesy of Amnesty International. Uh, keep listening right to the end to find out how you do your bit. Now, how many people here are fans of Pussy Riot? How many people have absolutely no idea what Pussy Riot is? How many of you still said you were fans of Pussy Riot because you didn't want to feel left out? Pussy Riot is a, a Russian band uh, who last year mimed in a church uh, as a protest against Vladimir Putin. And uh, Vladimir Putin then locked, I think, three of them up and two of them are still in jail for two years for miming in a church. Our next guest was quite uh, infuriated by this and he has set out to try and give Vladimir Putin a sense of humour. So to explain how, would you please welcome to the stage Ben Vandeveld. Lovely to meet you, Ben. Can you explain what this is all about? To create change in the world, I decided to create a joke chain letter. So on the very first podcast, Ed Byrne sent me on to Andrew Maxwell. He sent me on to Glenn Wool. Glenn Wool sent me on to Tiffany Stevenson. She sent me on to Rob Deering. He sent me on to James Acaster. He sent me on to David Trent. David Trent sent me on to Lloyd Langford. Lloyd Langford sent me on to Marcus Bourbon. Marcus Bourbon sent me on to Zoe Lyons. She sent me on to Howard Reed. Howard Reed sent me on to David Morgan. David Morgan... <gasps> sent me on to Gary Delaney, he sent me on to Jason Manford, he sent me on to David O'Doherty, he sent me on to Bo Burnham, and he sent me to you. Uh. Was it literally you just going to people going, have you got a joke? And them going, no, maybe try Jason Manford. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, mm, Zoe Lyons has got a good one, go to her. Yeah, basically you owe me 16 jokes, Adam. <laughs> so you got a joke from each of those people. Yes. What are you going to do with those jokes? What I'm going to do with those jokes is that uh, we're going to write a letter to President Putin telling him that it's probably time he got a sense of humour and stopped riding around bareback on horses as amusing as that is. Mm. Um, and we're going to get you to personally hand deliver it to Moscow. Then also bare-chested. I am more than happy to do that. Uh, I don't know if you know, I've been hosting a show on Channel 4 here called The Last Leg. Uh, and we, over the past few weeks, have tried to turn Vladimir Putin into a somewhat of a gay icon. Uh, because he's instituted some laws in, in Russia that are seen as being quite homophobic. Um, the first week I actually finished the show naked from the chest up, singing I'm too Sochi for this shirt. <laughs> Uh, the second week, I went to a club called GAY in the centre of London and projected a, or I would say it was about a 60-foot-high picture of Vladimir Putin in spandex shorts onto the front of the club. That is so hot. This is... I, do you know what? I'm not supposed to tell you this, but it's amnesty, so I'm going to tell you. Uh, someone at Channel 4 then got an unofficial call from someone at MI6 saying, perhaps you shouldn't be making fun of Vladimir Putin anymore, please. <laughs> we are allowed to make fun of the laws, but, I mean, what a weird call when someone at MI6 says, hi, can you stop pretending Vladimir Putin's gay? 
I don't mind what MI6 say to me as long as they don't give me a three-star review. <laughs> what have you been your favourite jokes along the way? Uh, my favourite jokes, Lloyd Langford had a great one, which is, what's yellow and invisible? No bananas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Howard Reed's uh, got a cracking one, which is, what do you call the king of peas? Your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Ben Vanderbilt. Thank you, sir. It is now time, ladies and gentlemen, to bring on your final act of today. This is a group who are going to do uh, a rap. So, would you please welcome to the stage Rob and James from Abandonman? So, Adam, we would like you to shout out kind of key moments you had in the show. And yep. anything you give us, we are going to attempt uh, to use in a song. And, okay. You know, Sometimes it works. Sometimes you get lucky. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it, is, it is very much a pleasure to be here. Um, I don't think that Adam gives us. I'm just going to point it out of the middle of the song. So you're going to throw in another thing. We got to take it. Ladies and gentlemen, can you please say amnesty? Amnesty. Goes amnesty. Amnesty goes amnesty. Amnesty. Okay, first of all, right now, kick with skill. We look into my left with the Adam Hills. First thing that you're giving us, Adam, sir. The Dalai Lama doing stand-up okay, comedy. Okay, so first of all, you know man's got mad luck. He's standing there, man, ready to do stand-up. He looks to his right, man, you know there is drama. He's like, hello, sir, when he sees the Dalai Lama. He's like, dude, don't even back up. I had to make him laugh, but please let him crack up. Trying to man up, you know it's kind of awkward. Already be dissed by an Australian reporter. He goes out there, man, yeah, man proper. Ready to rock words at the concerts. And now you know the crowd do clap. Because Adam and him have a double act. Yeah, man, you know, man, the next one we get done the meaning of lift yeah that's right you know man you know that i got to make noise for your boy mr john lloyd, lloyd. yep that's right man he do fly jokes man the dude that dude make the qi yep that's man you know that it's bliss every single day explaining meaning of lift so that's right man i said that it's go time you can make up your own when you see a road sign the captain of the virginity team boom that was me bro that's me <laughs> still running that team yeah that's right, man, it's slick, you see. I'm Irish, love our virginity. Yep, you know, sex is the maddest ish. We're kind of confused, most are Catholic. But yet, man, you know, today I said it's happening. Top cross the man up, be that captain. Crap, crap, clap for me. If you also kind of might have your virginity. Yep, that's right, man, you heard it, dude. Just like people are 32. Right there, you know, man, you know I'm looking nap. I won't fly, still wearing that little cap. Next one we get to, yep, from the Adam Hill. The curse of being skinny. That's right, you know, man, this will get with me. It's radio, check that, I ain't skinny. <laughs> yeah, man, you know that I do that. I've got one less than a two-pack. Don't you know, man, I got to tell thee, I play at the other ballet. Yeah, you know, it's true. Adam, I believe we got one or two from you, sir. We've got one more. And it's about Vladimir Putin. Okay, first of all, man, you know that I got flows. A man to my left is rocking out to Moscow. Yep, you know, let me tell you something. Respect to Big Adam, hanging with the Russians. About to like do things. Moon swings from Vladimir Putin. He's like, listen, Adam, I've got to say, I don't appreciate you saying that I'm gay. But yo, it's like crazy surprising. If you listen to this, make him a gay icon. Yeah, that's right, crazy fly. Where'd you see Vladimir? G-A-Y. Yep, yeah, man, you know, it must be said. Check my man up on the last leg That's how we do this man freestyles We can bust them Respect to my English, my Russians, my Scottish All the folks that rap with me Make some noise for amnesty Freestyle the tip top Yeah, yeah, we got laughs This is the Amnesty Podcast
Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Abandonment. Keep listening right to the end of the podcast to find out how you can contribute to Amnesty International's human rights work. Would you please thank all of our guests, John Lloyd, Caroline Ray, Terry Alderton, Felicity Ward, Ben Vanderveld, and Abandonman. Thank you to everyone here at the venue at the Fringe. Thank you to all of the people that have come out. And thank you so much to everyone who has organised these podcasts and put them all together. But thank you to Amnesty International for doing and continuing to do an amazing job. Please support. Thank you so much for coming. My name's Adam Hills. See you later, everybody. My name is Sarah Bentovim, and I work for Amnesty 2. And along with a talented team of individuals, I've brought you these podcasts. All the comedians and artists you've been listening to have donated their time for free. The most frequent answer when asked why they do this is that they can't believe that in some countries people are unjustly persecuted for simply expressing themselves. I really hope our podcasts have inspired you, made you laugh and maybe you've even learned something too. To find out more about my work and Amnesty then just go to www amnesty.org.uk and please donate £5 by texting HUMANITY and your full name to 70505 Thank you Your text will cost £5 plus one standard message costing up to 10p Amnesty UK receives at least £4.75 Please ask the bill payer's permission To unsubscribe from contact text STOP to 70505 at any time. Full terms and conditions at amnesty.org.uk slash SMS terms.